What's going on guys, Mike from FDT TV here. It's a very quick, short episode today uh, because Ian's not feeling well. So uh, we're just gonna do a, a quick condensed uh, episode. Obviously, just to uh, keep on top of everything that's been going on in the Premier League. If you haven't already um, subscribed to the channel, please hit that like and subscribe button. Check out our other videos. Uh, we have weekly content that comes out. Um, obviously, just catching up with everything Premier League and other sports as well, occasionally. Um, right, so just diving very quickly into this week's video. Arsenal sitting at the top of the league. Go on, boys. That man yesterday coming up with the trumps um, on the 86th minute, heading the ball past uh, Luton's goalkeeper to make it 4-3. Um, we've had some good run of results recently. Um, obviously, it was a bit of a, a scrappy game yesterday, but uh, we come out victors uh, at the end. Goals from Martinelli, um, uh, Declan Rice, Kai Havertz, uh, and Saka as well, I believe. Um, so yeah, we are currently sitting on top of the league again. Um, there's some, there feels something different about uh, about the team this year. Obviously, there is still a very long way to go. I think there's still like 23 games left to go, um, and obviously the busy. Uh, Christmas period but it's nice to be sitting back on top of the league again um I think for a lot of Arsenal fans obviously we've we've seen a lot of progression over the course of the last uh, few years obviously with the uh, the Mikel Arteta tenure um and it's it's very very positive um obviously two eighth place finishes um an FA Cup in between that two community shields uh, a fifth place uh, narrowly fifth place uh, second, obviously, we uh, we kind of capitulated a little bit towards the the end of last season, and um, yeah, we're on course for another strong finish potentially. Obviously, if we can keep um, the injuries to a minimum, but yeah, as I said, that puts us uh, five points clear at the top of the league with the uh, the victories at the weekend um, over uh, Wolves and as I said yesterday for Luton, um, Kai Havertz which is really nice to see to found his scoring boots, a little bit of confidence. He's got three and four now. Um, great, great to see him on the score sheet. Um, and I think for a lot of people where uh, we've kind of been questioning the signing, are we starting to see the uh, the benefits of um, the, the tutelarship under Mikel Arteta? Um, only time will tell. It's nice to see him on the score sheet. You can see he's um, actually the last last couple of games um, I wouldn't necessarily say so much as smiling, but he's definitely looking a lot more positive. And also, um, like I said, he's he's found his scoring boots and found a range of uh, different goals. Um, bit of a tap in, header, and um, I think another tap in. So all counts if it hits the back of the onion bag. So I'm really happy with that. Um, moving very swiftly on. Obviously, Ian would normally go into at lengths with um, with the likes of West Ham. Obviously, that's the team he supports, and very clearly, I'm an Arsenal fan. Um, West Ham drew 1-1 with Crystal Palace at the weekend. Um, so, that leaves them ninth in the Premier League. And with the good form, or they have got good form in Europe currently. Um, sitting joint top at the moment of Group A in the Europa League. Um, putting a run together and um, obviously still fighting, I believe, in the League Cup. We've got the FA Cup uh, coming up at the beginning of January for 
for the bigger teams. Uh, obviously, the, the lower leagues, non-leagues have uh, been going on for a couple of weeks. But obviously, West Ham still are fighting on all fronts at the moment, obviously, apart from the, the Premier League. Stranger things have happened. Never know. Could happen. Uh, I very much doubt it, but certainly uh, in line for some silverware again this year. Um, moving on again, uh, Manchester United were the informed team uh, up until this weekend. And it was halted by Newcastle United. I, th- I think I-, I can speak on behalf of everyone apart from uh, United fans and-, and thought there would be a- or there had the potential to be an upset on the cards. Uh, Newcastle winning 1-0. And it's kind of put the pressure back on Ten Hag, I think, a li- little bit. He's been, um, as I just mentioned, one of the informed teams in the Premier League. But what I found interesting was um, just before the start of the game yesterday, I believe on Amazon Prime, they were talking about um, the 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 results or the the points that United have picked up have all been from teams in the bottom half of the league, um, and they seem to have struggled. But obviously, again, it's it's kind of put the pressure on on United again. I think they um, they suffered a defeat in midweek last week in the uh, in the Champions League, so. Um, I, I suppose it, it begs the question: Was the pressure really off United or or, or off Ten Hag? I know they were, like I said, they were the informed team for uh, well, up until recently. So, um, I mean, I would be interested to see what what Manchester United fans think of um, the Ten Hag process. Should he be given time, or is it time to, um, to 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 bite the bullet and get rid of the manager and see someone else come in? And if that is the case, I would be interested to see who it is that you actually want uh, to take over from Ten Hag. Did did you um, did you not give Ollie enough time? Uh, do you think that Ten Hag was a good appointment? I know there was kind of a, a bit of an immediate impact when when Ten Hag took over, but it just seems to have lost the uh, the dressing room and. Um, yeah, could be could be under pressure again uh, this year. But if you are a Manchester United fan, leave your comments in the comment section below and just let us know. Um, do you think Ten Hag should be given more time? Do you think his time is up? And if it is, uh, who would you want in to replace him? Um, moving on, I think one of the biggest talking points was the uh, the Manchester City Spurs game. This is a game that we um, we put into our weekly predictions. Obviously, I won't go through those until Ian is back. Um, but it looked to be a, a bit of a feisty game. Obviously, you had the um, City doing all right this year, but have had some some stutters, and uh, Spurs again doing okay. Um, <coughs> excuse me. But it looked to be, oh, it was teeing up to be uh, a bit of a, a thriller, and a thriller it was. Three uh, three at the the end. Um, I I just couldn't believe what had happened in, in the game, and I think it's one of the biggest talking points of the weekend. And I know it's something that we discuss on a, well, I suppose a weekly basis about VAR, and unfortunately it wasn't VAR on this occasion. It was the the actual on pitch referee, uh, Simon Hooper. Um, Manchester City going into the the latter stages of injury time. Uh, ball played out to uh, Haaland uh, just outside the, the semicircle on the Manchester City half. Uh, went to take the ball, got fouled, stood up and um, 
then went on to pass the ball over the top to Grealish. At this point, the referee had already played on. And uh, as soon as Grealish got the ball, uh, he was, I suppose, one-on-one with, the, with one of the defenders and the ref blew the whistle. I couldn't actually believe what I was seeing. Um, but also, oh, for anyone that, that looks at Sky Sports or anything that knows they do the, the ref watch, and uh, apparently it's not against the rules um, for to allow the um, the advantage and then to to pull it back. However, I'll go back to something that Ian's been bleating on about for the last couple of years. And when he first mentioned it, he said uh, what he said. I think I was a little bit astounded by, I suppose, by my own naivety. Um, but certainly since the introduction of VAR, which was there supposed to uh, reduce or eliminate the uh, the contentious decisions, I think has made made it even worse because uh, you kind of get like a, a bit of a bad run over the course of the season, but it seems to have uh, leveled out. But not since the introduction of VAR, there seems to be more kind of talking points on a weekly basis. Um, and I know on this occasion it wasn't VAR, and I'm not going to bleat on about the, um, the the potentials for for penalties in in our game yesterday, but. Um, yeah, I, I couldn't believe my eyes what I was seeing. That was absolutely poor officiating and um, <laughs> potentially cost Man City the game. Obviously, there's no guarantees that uh, Jack Grealish was going to score, but we'll never know. We'll never know. I mean, I, I suppose as an Arsenal fan, it's, it's good for, um, for good for us that these these decisions did go against us. Obviously, lead gives us a bit of... Um, uh, leeway in terms of the top of the league and I suppose at one point yesterday I thought that we'd th- already thrown away the uh, the advantage that we had but obviously we've extended it but Man City back in action um, this week so we'll we'll see what happens but it's nice to know at the end of week uh, game week 15 that we'll still be uh, on top of the league the pressure's off us a little bit um, but yes it's uh, it's a bit of a crazy one. Um, next up, we have Chris Wilder has been reappointed as the manager of Sheffield United. Um, previously at the club between 2016 and uh, 2020, uh, 2021, obviously left at 2021 by mutual consent after a bit of a, a poor run of form. Um, but yeah, he's back at his, uh, his boyhood club. Where do I go with this one? Um, I'm not really sure going backwards is the the best. I mean, I know he did give um, Sheffield United their, their highest place finish in the top league for quite a while, um, or possibly ever, when they finished uh, ninth in uh, 19 or 2019-2020. Um, but he's got a big job on his hands, a massive, massive job. Uh, currently sitting on five points, minus 28 goal difference. Um and they take on Liverpool next, which I can see being an absolute cricket score. There's not going to be enough time, I think, to, to get his philosophies over. Um, but I suppose at the end of the day, you've just got to make yourself a little bit compact and, and stop the goals from conceding. Um, I do think that Liverpool will kind of <laughs> take take him to town a little bit. But then again, saying that Liverpool, whilst they have been clawing results, have been a little bit ropey at the back. Obviously, the injury to Alisson, I think, is going to be key. Um, over the course of the next couple of weeks, depending on how long Allison's out for. But uh, yeah, that remains to be seen. And obviously we've got Liverpool coming up as well. 
Um, yeah, should be uh, should be interesting times for Liverpool. Obviously, hot on our heels. Um, five or oh, our nearest, uh, not rival, um, nearest competitor, um, sitting five points ahead of them. So. Yeah, interesting to see what happens. Um, but yes, for any of the topics that I've um, discussed today, as I said, it was only going to be a bit of a, a quick one um, whilst Ian's off. But normal service should resume next week. Um, but any of the topics that you want to um, get involved in, leave the uh, comments in the comments section below if you're watching us on YouTube. If you're listening to us on Spotify uh, or any of your podcast mediums, thank you very much for tuning in. Um, please head over to the YouTube channel if you haven't already and uh, give us a, a bit of a, a thumbs up and subscribe. I'd be greatly appreciated. We literally just love talking about football. So um, until next week, I've been Mike. This has been FDT TV and we will catch you very soon. <laughs>